Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one thatched barn at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 16, which starts with Saruman's fireball hitting Gandalf and ends with Saruman saying to Theoden, you are a lesser son. Yes. And then we'll get the rest of that tomorrow. In like a, a, like a steady stream of just... Insults. Yeah, yeah. A man of Rohan. What is a man of Rohan? <laughs> what is Rohan? But what is the house of Rohan? But brigands drinking in the reek. All right. What is a man but a sniveling pile of secrets? What? That's from Castlevania. Oh, like the show. It's said in like no. It's from uh, it's from Symphony of the Night, one of the the first PlayStation One Castlevania game. I oh. think. If memory serves. Why uh, wasn't that in the show? That sounds like something Dracula oh, would say. It's such an overdramatic scene. Like it, it's right before the final fight with Dracula. You walk in, and Dracula's sitting on a throne, and he has a wine glass. Yes. He's like, what is a man but a sniveling pile of secrets? And he throws the wine glass at you. When the heck are we getting more Castlevania? Right. I know. Season three. Welcome when? to Castlevania minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's but like I thought of it because it's said in like the exact same tone. Also, Christopher Lee played Dracula. No, 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 not not in that. Oh. I just mean in general. Oh, yeah. He was no, Dracula, he was right? Dracula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Dracula. Uh, which has another connection this week, but just in things that happen. We are not off topic because um, Richard Armitage is the main voice in Castlevania, the series, and he is Thor and Oak and Shield. Yeah. Everyone's been in these movies. We're never off topic. Never. Boom. <laughs> Got him. So, yeah, this is just like. More of a the same. tirade from yeah. Saruman. Like, last Tuesday, he was being so, like, diplomatic. Uh, or he was trying to be. Oh, this whole... This <laughs> and then whole... it's just, like, a slow descent into screw well, all of you. I mean, this is post the sundering of his um, staff. Yeah. Um, just throws he, the fireball right, at, at Gandalf. The, the fireball fireballs does what fireballs do best. And Gandalf's no, like... No, it really doesn't. It doesn't burn nothing. Yeah, I guess. Oh, is that because he's the white wizard or because he has the ring of fire? I would or, assume it's yes. really more the latter. Really? Yeah. I I think that... My thought, based on the context of the the scene and the context of what we've seen Gandalf already do, is that his survival of this fire has nothing to do with... Uh, his power now as the White Wizard because he fought the Balrog. Right. This fireball is child's play. <laughs> hey! Brad Dourif joke. I still haven't seen those. Um, <laughs> the first movie is pretty freaky if you don't like dolls. I don't like dolls. So, But yeah, so I, I think this is more to do with uh, the Ring of Fire than it is the fact that he is now the White Wizard and Saruman isn't. I do love the look on Gandalf's face as the fire clears. Right. It's very much bitch, please. <laughs> yeah. Your staff is broken. R.I.P. Tiny. 
that's definitely from the White Wizard thing. Like, his ability to to crack the staff is definitely because he is now the White Wizard. Yeah, like, so... But I don't think... I think those two things aren't, like, directly related. The... The, sh- the fireball? The, yeah, the, the shaking off of the flames and then the breaking of the staff. I think they're just, they're two different things that work together to just totally humble Saruman in this moment. Should we play that crappy Pitbull song at the end of this episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> Copyright infringement. Oof. So yeah, I just, that, that moment of, of Gandalf just looking up at Saruman, just like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, he might as well have just lifted one hand and brushed his shoulder off. Right? Just. That's definitely the vibe. Same energy. Yeah, same energy. And I have, like, one quick little note from the production team about this, which is that Saruman's staff is cast is a single piece of cast resin Mm -hmm. with a big glass ball on top. So it's it's, it was a single cast of resin. It's not like a built or shaped thing. It's not carved out of wood. It's cast resin. So it's actually really heavy, mm-hmm. they say. Much it looks he- heavy. Yeah. And then we get this moment of Theoden being a forgiving king. Yeah. I like... Um, well, I think it's funny that, that Wormtongue is like... He appears um, in the shot immediately after the staff breaks. So he's just like, whoa. What's yeah. going on here? Like, kind of, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he just pops in and is just like, oh, wow, that happened. Damn. Yeah. I I do like um, Thayden appealing to Wormtongue. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's a very, um, like, vulnerable human moment in the midst of all this crazy wizard stuff. For both of them. For both Thayden and Wormtongue. Because the Wormtongue's whole like his body language his expression it all changes as soon as Saruman says what is a man of Rohan Mm. which I guess you could interpret as like whatever spell or hold he has over Wormtongue is breaking with the breaking of the staff because it's the removal of his power as the white wizard yeah um do you think that Wormtongue was like bewitched or was it just like, is it kind of like the ring where the ring makes a suggestion and then like it, it appeals to like your basest nature? It's probably closer to that. That's the way I kind of imagine most suggestive magic in Tolkien works. Mm. It's not direct control, but it's it makes you more open to these things by exposing your your base insecurities. Yeah. I guess at one point when discussing this whole scene... And, like, talking about how they're doing it and how they wanted to act it out between Christopher and Brad. Uh, at one point, Brad Dourif wanted to actually, like, say you made me do it during the stabbing. Mm. Which, like, would say... Spoilers. A, which would say a lot about, like, the overall, like, relationship between Saruman and Wormtongue and, like, how this began. Yeah. I mean, Theoden himself saying you were you were a man of Rohan once, like, this... You weren't always like this might be enough to suggest that there is magic in whatever was done to so, Wormtongue. Okay. I have a question about um all the 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 Rohirrim that we see are like blonde. Yeah. So he's a literal black sheep. Yeah, like what's up with that? 
I don't know. Does the magic just dye his hair? Shave his eyebrows? <laughs> what? What's like? They just—he just—he just went to go have his eyebrows waxed at the local salon, and they did a terrible job. Are all of us, and it just turned him evil. Are all of us brunettes just predisposed to evil? No, he just got—he <laughs> just got really mad at the the Rohan hairdresser, and just like went and turned to Saruman. I guess he just wanted his eyebrows tweezed, and they took the whole things off. Oh. God, fire that person, man. Right? He's just like, I need you to get rid of this unibrow. And they're just like, the whole thing gone. Right? That's awful. That's that. That's how it happened. You could just tattoo him on. That's a thing. <laughs> it is. It is. Just watch a YouTube man. tutorial, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just no eyebrows. It makes him look like a snake man. It's just, it's yeah. a little unsettling. Like, that's... It, it works in... Um, when uh, he is a, a creeper. Yeah. Um, That's the thing in cartoons, too. Like, in cartoon villain design, a lot of cartoon villains don't have eyebrows. Like who? Uh, especially in kids' cartoons. Oh. It's just kind of a thing. Huh. Really? Yeah. I can't think of a single cartoon villain without eyebrows. I'm trying to think of, like, specifics, and I'm having a hard time, but it's it's something I know I've seen... As like a visual motif. One of the things that's sticking out to me right now is anime just because I just saw some clips from Naruto. Of course. Because Gara doesn't have eyebrows and it's to make him look less human. Is that the emo kid who has like the rune carved in his face? Yeah, he has the, the character for love carved in his I head. I know. Remember? <laughs> I was trying to explain this all to you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like three days ago, um, you were watching some like weird amv or whatever on youtube and i was like so what is naruto and then two hours later you were still talking and i was like oh my god there's a lot <laughs> a lot happens and most of it is okay oh my god. some of it is great and a lot of it is bad <laughs> Oh my gosh! There you go. That was that was that's that's my take on Naruto right there. That's, that was <laughs> that's it. Your spicy hot take. Yeah, that was it right there. Now that it's been over for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's just a thing. It makes people. It makes it harder to empathize with a face if it's lacking eyebrows because eyebrows are such a central piece of how we emote. So it's a great way to separate your audience from it from a character. Because it lacks that that piece of how we communicate emotion. So there's less of a chance an audience member or a viewer is going to connect with a character when they don't have the full spectrum of emotion. So, okay. If that makes sense. Vulcans. Yes. Vulcans have crazy eyebrows. They do. But they're not supposed to be emotional. But all the emoting that Spock does is basically entirely his in his eyebrows. Yeah. So, like, so if he didn't have them... He wouldn't be able to do the same stoic-faced, subtle emotion thing. Mm. That's how, like, really think about Leonard Nimoy's performance and how much is lost if he doesn't have eyebrows. Yeah, but if you're not supposed to emote. But it's a subtle way to, and it still communicates that emotion without having to be, like, explicit on your face. Okay. Also, Spock is the master of the clapback. <laughs> like, let's be real. Oh, man. Dude, Leonard Nimoy was the best. Right? 
Also, not off topic, the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Leonard Nimoy Boom! has a Lord of the Rings connection. There it is. We should do, like, what is it, like, Six Degrees from Kevin Bacon or whatever? Yeah, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah. We should do, like... It can't be that hard with the Lord of the Rings movies. No, no. There's been so many people. Yeah. I mean, this week we're going to get cameos from the composer and one of the dialogue editors. Mm. Nice. So that's a thing. Yeah, this this first scene is just the beginning of Saruman just tearing Theoden down. The end of well, the end of Saruman, really. Yeah. This yeah, this this is this week is Saruman's end. And Christopher Lee, what a guy. Bernard Hill has a lot of different like conflicting emotions across his face in this scene. Well, he's angry. And he, but he's, like, trying to remain calm because, like, he doesn't want to, he's a king. He, uh, he already had his outburst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he's angry. He's probably tired. Yeah. Uh, Bernard Hill describes Theoden in this moment as magnanimous. Oh, when he's appealing to. Yeah, when he's appealing to, to Wormtongue, yeah. to Grimma. He doesn't call him Wormtongue. Right. He calls him by his. Name. name. His first name. What is his actual last name? It Who cannot knows? be Wormtongue. It, it can't. Yeah, I would hope not. There's the Wormtongue. Fa- they're really nice people. The Wormtongue family. Yeah, they all have this strange dark hair, and their last name's Wormtongue. They're really. It's like the Adams family. <laughs> but they're really nice. His they're mom, a little weird. His mom's a baker. She makes the best bread. <laughs> yeah. You know. You gotta keep up with the worm tongues. Keeping up with the worm tongues. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm looking up to see if the wiki says anything. Um, I just imagine in this moment that Theoden is holding back the same anger that caused him to raise his sword against worm tongue when like Saruman is starting this crap and he's just like, oh, I wish you were down here. Come down here and say that. Right, say it to my face. But yeah, as I don't know if he has any other name given anywhere. Uh, son of Galmod. That's a cool name. Mm. Galmod. There's two accents. It's confusing me. Probably, probably Galmod. That's not how the accents work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Aliases: Worm Tongue, comma Worm. <laughs> worm. Yeah, Sharky and Worm. Right. What? I think at the end he's just calling him Worm, not Worm Tongue. Oh my god, I forgot that Saruman <laughs> called himself Sharky. Sharky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, because I remember it's all coming back to me now. Like in season one, we made like great white Sharky jokes. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't have a. called the Worm Tongue. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's this. I mean, that's this minute, mostly. Just Saruman getting mad, his staff getting broken. He's he's in a corner. Yeah. Nobody puts Sharky in a corner. <laughs> Patrick Swayze's just going to lift him up out of the water. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's 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 what I've got for today. <laughs> Sharky. Do you, do you got anything else to add? No. All right. So, we're from the website... DuelingGenre.com. <laughs> the early Sharky gets the worm. 
I think it's actually the other way around <laughs> in this know, case. I know. <laughs> the early worm gets the sharky. Oh my god, that's so stupid. Oh man, I love this series. <laughs> Why is it so funny? I don't know. Because <laughs> we're tired? I have no idea. I got uh, a cup of coffee. That doesn't mean you're not tired. That's true. But yeah, we're from the website <laughs> DuelingGenre.com. And if you would like to support Dueling Genre as a whole and this show, you can head on over to Patreon to throw at least a dollar a month at the site and get access to Scott Pilgrim vs. The Minute. Where uh, where do we find our Patreon, Norman? At DuelingGenre.com slash support. There we go. There it is. I gotta add it into the script. It's at, it's on the website. It's rusty. Dude, we're like four weeks in. We should have this on lock. Nah. We took a year <laughs> off. Yeah. No, we didn't. It was nine months. Yeah. Close enough. Three quarters of a year. <laughs> oh, but yes. I hope everyone has a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about Minute 17. Bye. Fireball. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs>